Oh, child. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but they uh, become. Oh man, what's good with you? Nothing much, man. What's good? How you feeling? Shit, man. Shit, I feel good. You heard? Like a big week. Man, it's a lot going on, man. Like it's a lot going on in Zumbleland. Like we about to be, we 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 about to be smoking out here. Um, you know that the the Tommy Davis joint kicking it kicked it off. Exactly. It off. I um I listened to it, then I ended up going back and watching Strictly Business. Um, I mm. couldn't I couldn't find it on none of the streaming sites. So I ended- it was on Amazon Prime for two ninety nine. I, I, yeah, I rented it on Amazon Prime. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. My dumbass cabaret that I finally just bought. I just finally just bought it. I just spent thirteen ninety nine on some HD shit and ain't even in HD. I the one on Prime. The, I think it was like twenty four ninety nine or something. What to buy it? Yes, I think it was like three ninety nine to rent, and it was like twenty four ninety nine. I was like, man, I just bought it like yeah. the other day because normally I would just rent it if I wanted to watch it. But I'm just like, I gotta buy it, and I bought it. For thirteen dollars the other day, maybe maybe it went up because the anniversary or something. But oh, I don't know. They got you, got them. Kill me. I mean, I ended up renting it anyway. But it had been so long since I seen. It. I was, I was yeah. like, if I like it, I'll buy it. But you ain't like it. <laughs> what? No, I just rented it. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say, boy, that shit is a classic, boy. Yeah, relax. It was, it was good. Ah. I had something. I, I should have wrote it down. I didn't have it though. Um, but now we'll get into that later. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get to it. Hey man, why do they got on R. Kelly's Wikipedia page? He had a playing career in basketball from '97 to '99, shooting guard, small forward, number twelve. For who and what team was you a six-one power? I mean, small forward at? Like, come on, man. We talking about. In the 90s, when you was categorized, when it was position basketball, all pa- small force was 6'6 six, six and up, 6'6 six, six to 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, and you were, man, they bugging on here. But when you the king of RB, I guess you get your Wikipedia page popping like that. But what was it for? It wasn't the NBA. Was it I the know, G League? I, I don't know. Wasn't no G League in 97 and 99. Like, he didn't go to no league. He, he shouldn't have no career basketball stats on his wikipedia page like i don't wait a minute hold on my wait a minute time out it say uh, atlantic city seagulls who oh wait a minute he was played in the usbl oh and he was a three-time champion you oh, hate, my bad. You hate on the boy that man oh, scary. damn my bad oh i disrespect the chaos Damn, it was a professional men's spring basketball league. My bad, Kells. Put some respect on that man. And they're killing in jail ball. And they used to come to the wild. They used to go to the wild, the south side wild over there on Stony. Yeah, and they used to call him Art Smelly. They say he used to be hooping musty. He had too much money to be out here smelling bad. Who knows, but let's get it, Mr. Boombastic. All right, um, welcome everybody. This is another episode of In Living Culture. I'm Kevin Jr. You wanna do here with my man Jason G. In Living Culture. Do 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 do. In Living Culture. Oh, I thought we was I thought we were gonna man. We don't do do I don't do duets, especially with a man. Chill, we ain't rough ends. Cool, it wasn't a love song. Whatever. Let's get to it. How you feeling? In a good mood? Just come on, man. You know how I get down, man. I'm always in a good mood. Normally, it's that 98%. 98% you be doing. Man, I be, yeah, man, eating my greens. I've been slipping, though. But I'm going to get back on it, though. I've been eating eating my chicken and shit, eating Boston Market. So what what, what type of lifestyle is this? You just going pescatarian? Man, no. I just I, I my lifestyle is I do what I feel like doing. Like one week I won't eat no meat. The next week I just eat seafood. Then after that I'll be eating pizza. So I mean, you know, I'm balancing. It's a balance. Yo, Loki, I think 
because every now and then I'll switch some up, but I'll tell people, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I've just been eating these salads and this and this and that. Yeah. And then like a month later, I'm done with it. So I'm going to just stop telling yeah. people I'm doing anything healthy because I might quit it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, man, keep your business to yourself. Yeah, but oh, honey, love. But check it out. That honey, love. What's not, that? Not quite 90s news, but I mean, what, what do you think? The election just passed. We ain't even. Man, we was, man. Sweating, boy. We was sweating, man. The whole, we had, the streets was rocking, waiting on them. Like, it it never, like, normally after, I mean, the after the third, we pretty much know who won. Mm-hmm. But this time, man, they had us damn near waiting a whole week to find out who won the election, man. Like, come Actually. on, man. When when Clinton and Bush and them was was getting elected in office, we ain't had to do that in the nineties. Who? Oh, oh, that was wait, wait, wait. It was one in two thousand. Remember in two thousand, the Al Gore versus Bush. It took them like oh, a month. Oh, yeah, because they had to do the Florida recount. Florida, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think. Like Bush's cousin was the one who was counting the votes or something like that down there. Wild, yeah, crazy. Yeah, man, this nigga Trump, man, this shit is all about money, man. Like that's man, Trump ain't slick. I mean, won't he just fall back? See, look, man, if Trump was smart, right, he'll fall back. Say, all right, I'm gonna run in 2024, but before Biden get in the office, I'm gonna get this vaccine out. He could use that as his when he campaigning. I solved the coronavirus. I ain't nobody going to be pushing. Well, I mean, it's all hypothetical, but I don't think nobody going to be pushing to get nothing out to appease him because he just lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not at a rush to be in the good graces of the loser. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, for sure. But I mean, for his base and those people out there that it's affected, if he was the one to get it turned around before he left, them people not going to forget that. And I mean, he could use that and. All Biden got to do is just not do nothing, really. And he he could use that for his campaign. And like I said, man, these people, man, I'm I'm learning every day, man. These people are idiots, man. I, the, all they go off is the headline. They don't need no substance. All he got to do is get up there and say, I killed Corona. And it's <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, but whatever. I, as far as I'm concerned, his his importance in society has diminished greatly i'm i'm just here to congratulate joe and kamala or kamala and joe should i yeah. say but there but we got a trump did buy um the fresh prince of bel-air he did buy the mansion on the last episode so don't let that slip past you <laughs> don't let that go over your head you know it's crazy didn't somebody really just buy the uh that that uh mansion mm-hmm they I would run it out for Airbnb. Oh, okay, that's what it was. I know I saw it in the um, like on some headline somewhere. You don't be online like that, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was about to come up with some uh, some super, some super serious stuff, but nah, I just don't. But um, I don't know. So I was look. I don't. It, is this a busy time of the year for like '90s anniversaries, or like is this? Oh no, man, it's 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 like that though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's certain accounts out there that focus on giving us them dates for those anniversaries and birthdays and stuff. And no, nah, man, it's like this all the time. You know, when you think about it, through the course of a week, you are gonna get at least three or four anniversaries out of that week. Like I see it every day. Yeah, you know, and I and just for you know the people listening, we gonna kind of reformat how we do our podcast. You know, we gonna take things that happen during the week from the time after we record the episode, and we gonna touch on that albums, movies, music, whatever, and we gonna touch on that pop culture, cultural stuff, whatever, and we gonna from the nineties, and we gonna talk about that. You know, but yeah, man, no, that, that this stuff is, um, you know, they always do stuff like this. I be. No, I keep my ear to the streets. You keep your ear to the streets. And I guess it's been it's revved up because it's like what they call the fourth quarter in the industry. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, so the fourth quarter is when they really start. Well, back then, anyway, in the 90s, 2000s is when they was really bringing stuff out because that's when people got the money and they spending it. Yeah, That's back before. I wonder how albums were back then, because I don't I don't think people started 
um, paying attention to how many albums people were selling yeah. until the 2000s. Yeah, I think the um when Usher did Confessions, because I think he sold 1.1 million in the first week of that Confessions album. Like, that's nuts. That's and crazy. I think that was really the explosion of what you're doing in your first week. And when nobody doing 1.1, like, not even close. You know when I, I remember. I check that, but I, I, I was reading it um the other day, something like that. And somebody had posted it. I was like, oh, my God. See, when I remember it, it was when, uh, but I was more into hip hop at the time. So it was when like 50 Cent went, when his uh, Give yeah. Us came out and yeah. sold stupid, crazy amounts of records. Yeah. But before that, I don't remember people really paying attention to it. Like, I have no idea. Well, I don't know because yeah, so we was people was focused on the content, the quality of it. Like all of the numbers and stuff wasn't not to us anyway, to the consumer wasn't a big deal. People wasn't like keeping track of it like that. Now people be like, oh, you know, how many albums did you sell? How many views you got? That type of stuff. It was that we more focused on vanity stats now and metrics. But in the 90s, it was all about is it good or not? If it's good, then we rocking with it. Think about how many, um, how many R and B, R and B songs were cult classics and probably never even broke into the yeah. Billboard top one hundred list. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could. Some of them, some of them, some of them did. But think about ones that we just ones that we really rock with that might not have been the super radio smash or you know played the video might not had a video for, but yeah. We, I mean, you got to, I mean, even back then you got to realize it wasn't, it was only a certain amount of videos that got played. It was like most of the video shows was top 10, you know, top 15. And those were the only videos that were getting played majority of the time. And I mean, if you want, we could talk about the box, but what I'm talking about like MTV videos, sold, those type of shows where they only play the, the videos of the most popular songs. You know, like that was the thing back then. But the music was so good, even if you didn't have like a, a hidden video that people would still listen to it. And that's what makes things different now. I mean, then versus now. I mean, it was all about the quality, dog. I'm with you. But all right. So let's get into some of these, though. Did, remember the um, remember, did you watch the Riddick Bow Holyfield fight? Yeah, boy. Yeah. So that anniversary just passed. That was 93, November 6th in 1993. Damn. Man, look, I remember um, we was kids. So my, my grandmother's friend, Steve, he was in the boxing big. And we would be renting the fights. And he would have me and my brother. Like He had us in there. We was in there watching the fight. And then when they go, when they go to their corners after each, um, after each round, Man, he'd have us knuckling up and showing us how the boxing stands. And he was like, man, his name was Steve. He used to talk like this. He used to be like, if y'all want to know how to knock a nigga out, you got to hit him right here on the chin. Like he was showing us all like the, the punching, how to knock a nigga out in one punch. Oh, uh, but now, nah, man, been boxing like, like, in the 90s. Like Jody, on ba- like Jody on Baby Boy. Yup. Take it, take <laughs> it. But yeah, now nah, boxing in the 90s, man. Come on. Now, I just remember that was like the that was I feel like that was the pinnacle of boxing. Like that's when people cared about the heavyweight yeah. fights, like even the light heavyweights and all that kind of stuff. Like you knew who the champions was. Yeah. Was, they were famous, like they were celebrities. It's so many boxes. I think UFC kind of took that place nowadays. Yeah, no, most definitely. But we got it, but we talking about, you know, even with heavyweight boxing, because I think then it was just more quality boxers if we're talking about the 90s heavyweight middleweight lightweight i mean i can i can i don't even like i only could probably name you five boxers off the top of my head like that's active right now or that's been active for real for real in the last 10 years but these boxers in the 90s like they were popular like they had a long reach when it came to when it came to the the people that knew about them and the culture and what that was about now is uh, is not quite the same. 
it's not quite the same. Yeah, and I, I don't know. But did you hear about the? So you know about the uh, Mike Tyson fight with Roy Jones Jr. Right? Yeah, I heard about that. Did you hear who wanted to fight Mike? Holyfield. I saw that. Oh. Yeah, I saw it. Holyfield said he was up for it. Like, what do, what do you think be, about that? I think that'd be pretty dope. I think they should do it. I mean, a little exhibition match. Because people, know. people got a lot, put a lot of fear behind Mike Tyson, which I mm-hmm. think they should. Like, he deserves it. But Holyfield, they, what fought, they fought twice. And Loki, Holyfield, not even Loki, like Holyfield beat his ass both okay. times. He was beating his ass in the second fight when he got his ear bit. Let me tell he you that his number. I'm a, no, I'm gonna tell you this though. I'm gonna defend Tyson. With uh, Tyson was already unhinged anyway, but what was making him like knock the screws out the door was Holyfield kept headbutting him, and the ref would never call it, and he was getting frustrated, and then that's when he started going ape on him, like because he kept headbutting him in his eye and in his face, and eventually he got mad. That's why he did that. Cause I was, what was I looking at? I was, oh no, I'd be on YouTube. I was on YouTube the other night. It's crazy you even bring this up. I know we was gonna talk about this, but I was on YouTube and I just randomly be looking at like Mike Tyson um, matches when he knocked niggas out. But he had, they were showing this like this compilation and they showed the Holyfield matches and there was the dude who was narrating it was explaining Mike Tyson was getting mad because Holyfield kept headbutting him. Go watch it, dog. Because I know I watched um, I watched both of them. I watched the the first fight, not the whole fight, though, just kind of like the highlights. Yeah. And then I watched the second one because in my head, especially because Mike Tyson is in the news and kind of popular culture right now. Yeah. He's he seems like this invincible figure. Plus, you see the videos of him sparring, getting ready for Roy Jones Jr., and so I just was like, man, yeah, Mike Tyson used to be knocking niggas out. And then when I went back and was looking at the fights, I was like, Holyfield is whooping his ass. Like it wasn't even like a joke. Like he was fucking. That, but, but, especially but the first fight, though. Especially yeah, but that's only one fight, though. I mean, after Buster Douglas knocked his ass out, I mean, he was he was he was in he wasn't invincible then. But you just got to think the aura around Mike Tyson. He still, even when Holyfield was whooping him, I mean, he still had that aura around him. And don't nobody want to pull it, man. Holyfield with his, it was an anomaly when it came to all of that. That's how I look at it. Now, Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis put them hands on him too, though. And I, I was just, and I'm not trying to take nothing away from Mike Tyson. Like the man's crazy. I'm just saying, like from my brain, what I had, I had kind of lifted him up to this status because I've. I, even anybody who even thinks about the Buster Douglas fight, I think we all kind of figure it was kind of like a fluke. It wasn't yeah, supposed no, to happen. It definitely was a fluke. Like, we don't think that he could have recreated that. But Mike Tyson was in that second fight with Holyfield, and he was catching them hands again, though. I mean, he might have yeah, caught a couple head butts, too, but I'm just When saying. you look at his body of work and, and his totality, nah, he's crazy. He's crazy. he was out there giving niggas the bing, 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 bing. My style is impregnable. Like, Love it. I'm indefensible. Like he was talking that talk. I want to eat his kids. <laughs> Crazy shit. Love it. Like vulnerability. Have you seen some of the clips from his uh from his podcast? Oh, the hiding box. Yeah, like the one when he was with the last one I saw was the Bootsy one. The Bootsy one. Like I, I was Bootsy, I would have got up I, out of that. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get to know you. I would have been like. No, nah, dog. Like he's like, why do you say these things? Like I would have been scared as hell that they smoking weed. They in this little room, and like man, Tyson. He said he like man, I'm very insecure. Like I don't want to talk to nobody who can fight that admit they insecure because <laughs> because the one anything can trigger them. And my man was like, let me tell you, I'm insecure. Like. No, I'm good, dog. Like, all right, man. Bro. Boosie was stuttering. He didn't want none of them problems. I would buy my PR. <laughs> like, why you do this to me? Total vulnerability, bro. I was like, I would be so scared if I was sitting in there. Like, me too. I don't know if there was music in the clip that I saw, but like, it made me feel like that should have been the music in the room. It was very daunting. Yeah. Like, it was mad scared. I was like, geez, this man is crazy. And they make it black and white. I mean, yeah, it's like I don't know that black and white just add this effect to it. You know what I'm saying? It 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 don't give it no no air, 
uh, anything. It just make it seem like it's just they in this one spot and you can't really go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? When it's a lot of colors, your attention can go different places. But when it's black and white, you focused. Oh, man. Yeah, especially when you the observer, when you watching it, and I'm like, ain't nowhere in hell. No. Mm -mm. That's not even the first time I've been scared for some people that've been in there. So I'm 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 cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah. in other thing, in other news though, so we was talking about your Tommy Davidson interview. Did you want to get into that? Did you want to get into yeah, that's what we was talking about anniversaries, the movie, the anniversary movie just came out. Strictly business, strictly business, top five right there. One the most underrated movie ever. Um how did yeah. how, did, how did the interview how does that rate for you being able to um, interview because I know that you mess with them, so I'm like Yeah, like that's probably top five moments in my life wow. is to be able to interview um Tommy Davidson. Man, it's crazy. I was um at my uh aunt's today and we were just talking and she was like, Man, when y'all was kids, y'all used to always rent um Encino Man, Class Act, and Strictly Business. Like those were the movies that y'all would always rent. You know, I don't really remember Strictly Business until later when my mom had started bringing it around. But yeah, man, we used to, man. I mean, yeah, like that was that that was a monumental moment um for me, just as as, as a person. It's like everything that we been, that we're working towards with what we're doing you know it it it, it kind of started shining a light on it like okay we we might really be on to something we might really be doing something because even he said in the interview he was like man i really love that web i love y'all website that's dope. you know what i'm saying and that's you know i give the credit to y'all y'all the ones that's really keeping that thing going keeping that thing buttered up oiled up but you know for him to acknowledge that says a lot you know I, to me he probably before he had the interview he probably went through it and was like oh this is you know pretty dope because when you go you kind of understand what we're trying to do with that so you know for him to acknowledge it and then for him to tell me you know because remember in the interview i said yeah man can i um recreate strictly business into a um, a short film right. and he said man just turn it into a tv series man series man you know and crazy thing about it is i finished the first episode the pilot episode today so we trying to go on to shoot that the second week of december so you know man, i don't be man dog i don't be messing around see man i look at it like this right you know we trying to build our team out we trying to set some standards and examples and i feel like if i'm i don't want y'all to think i'm over here bsing you know i want y'all to know like all right, we over here doing our thing. I know he over there doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? And eventually everything is going to come together and it's going to be like Voltron. It's going to be crazy. We got these interviews coming. You know, we, 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 we interviewing celebrities that we grew up on. Like, this is crazy. I can't even say what we got going on. Like, we just got so much going on. And the conversation, I take it back to we had in June. This is what this is what we envisioned. I just didn't think it was gonna happen fast. I'm always with the slow build, but it's happening. I was prepared for the for the for the slow build. So it was yeah. like I, I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to get ahead of nothing or anything. Right. But I know I know that that had to be big for you because mm -hmm. I don't know, that just made so much sense. Like for yeah. as much as you talk about how much that character Varnell <clears throat> Yeah, and, uh, and Martin meant to you enough for you to name your first short film after Martin that M. character. Yeah, and then you know for not even not even like six months. Well, no, 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 because you did that first. You did that first one a long time ago. It just came. Yeah, out. I did that. Yeah, I did that in um 2019. I wrote that in what like July of 2019, and we shot it in like August. But yeah. Right. It just came. It just came it just out. Came right? out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so for that to just happen, and we didn't know nothing about this interview when that happened. No. And so, but um, that to yeah. go out right after that, I'm just like, yo, that's crazy. And yeah, I'm because we had me, me and um, me and Rick had all, I had already had kind of ran it past him. Like, man, I think we really should like redo strictly business, man. I it, the, the the plot the plot of it, excuse me, is really good, and it got so much potential. And I don't, you know, I 
TV shows, movies, they don't really touch on it on um the plots like they touched on that. And it just seemed like it was so much potential there. But we kind I never really acted on it. We were doing other stuff. And, you know, I was holding off doing it because I had I was holding off doing it until I felt it was right. And then once I talked to him and he had gave me the green light, he put the battery in my back and I was like, all right, you know, say less. So yeah, man, I I'm man, I just man, words can't even e- explain you know what I'm feeling right now, man, as far as just just not even that, but just with everything that's going on, man. I just I feel like everything is moving exactly how we 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 envisioned it, you know, and I'm talking about me, you, Rick, you know, Shan and B. Yeah, this is this is what we envisioned. And I keep saying Everything happened fast, but this stuff has been in the making for years since we started this years ago. Right, you know, you because wanna... if we didn't start it then, we wouldn't even got to this point to where we would be able to, um, you know, be able to to, to 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 leverage what we've already done to execute some of the things that we're doing now. But we, like I said, we just turned it into a media company in August. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Are. Cause you feel like you you kind of understand or see what people mean by like when people think that something happened overnight, mm-hmm. but it's like nah, but you don't remember like Republican yeah. company, like company, you don't, yeah, you know, yeah, you know exactly. Like, and sometimes I had to, I even like we was dapper dweeb. Like I guarantee you, ninety five percent of the people that's listening to this don't know nothing about that. You was there. Exactly. Like we was like when we first started, you know, but even sometimes I forget like, damn, we we built this up to get to this point because how we hadn't started that then we, you know, when we talk trying to talk to people about interviewing them and stuff, it, we wouldn't have nothing to show them for them to be like, OK, this is what they're about. So, again, man, like everything is 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 working out man we just we got so much man it's like i don't I can't, it's hard for me to contain myself on a daily basis like i just got so many ideas so many things i want to do and man this damn covid is just whew. if it wasn't for that man we'll be out here running wild so 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 much so much shit that could be going on but yeah man but we we gonna we we, we gonna you see they got a they got the vaccine coming out I did. I was trying. I was thinking about going into that, but I was like, "We need to get to the movie. We got some other." Oh, all right. All right. And, we'll talk about it another day. Yeah, but so I'm we, just telling you now, if they if the vaccine come out, I'm getting it. See, Put this, me on the list. Okay, see now Put me we, on the list. Now, now we gotta. Now we gotta stay here for a second. This is my no, issue, right? I don't. I've never taken the flu. The flu shot in my I life. haven't either. I haven't. Either. And this, it's like I wouldn't mind taking it. If yeah. like this had been out as long as a flu shot, if they was like, "Yo, you gotta take a flu sh- the flu okay. shot and then you can move on about your shit," I'd be like, "I know niggas who took the flu shot. The flu shot cool. People don't get yeah. around like third legs and nothing like that off of that shit." Yeah, this they 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 couldn't have seen how long get how good it works over time because it hasn't even been out a whole year yet. Like this I, shit- I get that point, but at the same time, we got to think about the advancements in technology, dog. Like I think we forget how advanced our civilization how advanced our world is now like we talking about the flu shot man this stuff we talk that stuff we talking about i don't even know when the flu shot even started but it wasn't nearly not even probably a one percent of when it comes to the advancement and the research that they have now and the testing that they could do now like i'm not saying that it's obviously it's not a hundred percent because they said it's only 90 percent effective and i mean i'm only I'm not trying to like marginalize it, but 90 is a lot. But still, I think we need to realize how smart people are now, the type of technology we have. And we got to take that into consideration. Like we can't use chicken pox, all of these vaccines for that stuff, polio. Like, come on, man, that was 1608, man. Like them people ain't know nothing. They ain't had no no machinery or nothing. They was out there testing them on African babies. I feel you. But one thing that I do know is that nothing beats time. And as far as like figuring out what the side effects of something might be over time, like, and we, and I do think that we've made a lot of advancements, but you got to think about like, they just came out with the, what's the, the like jewel cigarette shit, like as a healthier replacement for cigarettes 
for like six months they thought that she was supposed to be better than cigarettes and then a couple years later they saying that it's worse you know what i'm saying so it's like we yeah. still be fucking up too yeah i mean again my my number one argument is when i see people say well i ain't taking it okay cool don't take it but when they open up society and you got to go to work you got to make a decision you going to work or you going to get put out can't put a mask on take the vaccine yeah that's your choice sign me up sign me up i I feel like i have my priorities straight if something happened to me and I go out, then cool. But I got places to go and I got things to do. And this is stagnating my progress in life. Like, I'm not trying to be on the Internet. Like, I'm trying to shoot content. I want to be out here doing videos. And I don't want to have to be doing it with no damn mask on. The thing I, I would, yeah. The, the thing I will say, like, I don't mind wearing a mask. But the thing I will say is I don't have a problem with people like, yo, all right, give me the vaccine and, like, let me go on about my business. It's, yeah. That's way better for me than they'd be like, no, I'm going about my business. Like that shit ain't out there, and they don't exactly, want to yeah. So no, nah, 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 I ain't yeah. mad at that. I'm just saying, like for me, I'm just like, I, and it's not that I wouldn't take it. It's just like I'm kind of weary about it because it's like what if, or leery about it because it's like yeah. what if it's not, what if there's something wrong with it? I don't know for sure. You know, I, I kind of need some yeah. some comfort. Yeah, I mean, you, we just we never know. But all right, man, let's get back on track. We're supposed to be talking about the '90s, and we ain't talking about a vaccine. Exactly. But um, right. So what was, I know you got a you got a classic status, right? Uh, strictly, strictly business. business. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, again, man, because Tommy Davidson made a good point because he was like, man, shit. When it came out, nobody went to, went to go see it. Um, and he was like, shit, if I was Hollywood, I wouldn't have made another movie like that again. Um, I, I, my, my problem with that, my problem with that statement, that was something I couldn't agree on is we, we it wasn't enough movies or created like that for people to get accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? It's like they do it and then they shut it down, just like with movies like Love Jones, because that was the example that I used. They did the same thing with Love Jones. But you thinking about now, years later, people love Strictly Business. People love Love Jones. So if you create them now, it just caught on late. But if you do stuff like that now, I think us as black people, we starting to understand the power that we have. Um, We want to see different things. We want to see movies like strictly business that show black people in power on the come up and not killing each other we want to see movies like love jones that's showing the dynamic of you know two black people getting to know each other all right we want to know we want to see that see those stories because i remember when we came out with varnell i was looking in the comments of on the website that on youtube and people was like you know finally we see something that shows a different side of black people you know, like it ain't the normal killing and fighting and all that stuff. We think they tired of seeing that. So come on, come on to Zumbleland. We got you. That's I, my that's my thing. I think that I think that they just needed more of it because anytime exactly. it's one thing that's different, like yeah. that's different from the normal, it it's, gonna be, it's gonna be kind of weird. I think that they needed more of it because yeah. if you look at the if you look at stuff now. It's way it's a lot better. Like if you look mm-hmm. at even if we talking about like TV shows that we have today, you have a yeah. lot more representation. Yeah, like people who doing their thing. You got the the yeah. uh, the uh, what's the insecure where like you know yeah. you got black people that's doing positive things right yeah. now. All right, and I think back then it was it, there were some examples. You can look at the Cosby or something, but it was it was yeah. very few and far between. It wasn't as much. Exactly. Of it. Especially when you're looking at in movie format, movies is yes. where they're telling the stories, and usually yeah. in movies, it was always the same stories with the it same, same black characters, the yep. same things. The boys in the because back then, boys in the hood, Jews, Minutes of Silence, those are great movies. Those are great movies, but you know, th- th- there's a world where both of these types of movies can exist for us because I mean that's a reality for black people, but the strictly business. And you know movies like that, and Love Jones. It's a it's a, it's a world like that too of black people. We just then you think about it, Boys in the Hood. I mean, all of those type of what we call cla- quote unquote hood classics. Like I can name off a list of them. I can't name a list of strictly businesses. I can't name really a list of movies like Love Jones. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if 
There was. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, it's our responsibility now to understand that, no, this stuff can work. Why can't we be the ones to create that? When I create this script, when I was writing this script for, um, you know, Strictly Business, like I'm going to show black people in power, you know, running a tech company, it being worth millions of dollars, whatever, you know, because that's a, a real thing. But it's just like we did. We got to make people believe it more like it's people out here like this. And somebody has to show the example. And I'm glad the lane, the market is wide open. It's wide open for us, dog. I think it's dope that we are able to do stuff now. And we don't because before you kind of needed that back and you couldn't do anything on your That's own exactly. and kind of get it out there. But now you have right. platforms and stuff that you can get it out yeah. there on your own. Um, right. And I think it's so because I think when you have those type of figures out there, that right. it can inspire other people to want to do more. Yeah. When you see, when you see my man on um, on, on strictly business, <clears throat> the uh, the guy who was he was trying Wayman Wayman Tinsdale, yeah. Like when you see him and he out there, he I, yeah, he was a little corny, right? Yeah, of he, course, but that was supposed like, to. Right, and he was, was the complete opposite of Bobby. Like that's what made the movie work because they were complete opposites, but they kind of but they needed each other. You know what I'm saying? They kind of balanced each other, and exactly. I feel like they ended up rubbing off on each other some because yeah, he was. And I like one of the things that I really appreciated when I was watching the movie is when um when he told Bobby Tommy Davidson character when he told him that. He was going to try to get him in that program. In the training program, yeah. But you saw him. He started coming with his, uh, with suit, his, with his suit on. Yeah. He switched it up. And I, I, when, I, when he was trying to go meet Natalie, he, he went, Bobby took him to the hip store, went and got him some clothes. He was like, I'm digging it alive. I, like, I, love, I think that, I think that that story is important because I feel like a lot of people who might be, in one area, like who might only be like Bobby, yeah, might feel like it's in a like, why should I change up how I am? I am. Yeah. This? When dudes telling you, like, yo, you can do that and then still be you when you leave yeah, there. Exactly. So, Wayman, who had always been more professional or whatever, he yeah. had to switch his shit up just to yeah. go to get with Natalie. But that, but, but even in the script that I just wrote, I didn't make Wayman like this corny black dude though. Like he's still like a cool black dude. He fly, but he's smart, you know, and he built this company. Whereas, you know, the guy that's would play the Bobby role, you know, he he got connections, you know, because the dude with the connections, like that's the dude that you really want to be around. I don't care how smart you are or how much money you got. The dude that know people is normally the person that didn't go to college, normally the person that go out, but they got the connections. And you will see, man. Like I flipped the story so cold. I can't wait, man. Like I just, I can't wait. I hope. Yeah, I feel I like hope you can come home. When it, you say in December? Um, the second week of December, second weekend. I'm trying because I really want us to redo what we was gonna do. Do it that Friday, and then we shoot Saturday and Sunday. We'll talk after this though. Yeah, yeah. Cause I got yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Nah, I mean, again, if you seen Strictly Business, I mean, it's gonna be based off of that, just like how they try they redid Boomerang, you know. But again, I, 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 this is this is just what we own, and I wanted to have a '90s feel to it. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, I want to keep that, um, that that part of it. You know, I know what a '90s feeling movie is, and I don't want to overly modernize it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, man. Like that's 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 what we on. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds good. We will holler about that other shit though, because you know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. So what? So you know what I you know what I noticed, and this I mean this has to do with strictly business. But is this the second movie that we've kind of discussed where Holly Berry's been the the uh? Yeah, because then we talk about boomerang. Yeah, so boomerang. <sighs> She is a beautiful woman. I just want to man. I mean, but you, but strictly business was what she got her star from. That was her first big role. Yeah, that's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that came out in um, that came out ninety one. But yeah, man, man, whew. Like every, when I was watching it, because I was I'm watching it as I'm writing this story, because I'm trying to get little parts and pieces of it. I'm just like, oh my god, like we got to find somebody to play Halle Berry, man. I gotta <laughs> do a casting call. <laughs> 
I'm sure you have some people interested. So what, what was your what was your favorite what was your favorite scene in the movie? Um um the part when Monroe asked Daryl, he was like, Is Johnson back from lunch? And then and then Johnson turned around, Bobby Johnson, he turned around, he said, I'm working through lunch. And he asked oh, yeah. with the suit. It's like I'm working through lunch if you don't mind. And then he said, I don't know what you want, but it's some powerful shit. <laughs> like, no, nah, man, because I mean that was that that was the transition right there. You know, that was the transition because he come to work. Then after that, the next scene was when he told Wayman, meet me at Kilimanjaro so you can meet Natalie. And then Wayman in the club and yeah, go Natalie. Go go there in the club, get there popping, dog, man. Come on, man. Yeah, that was that was my favorite part of the movie for sure. Tell, tell me if I'm tell me if I'm bugging. You maybe, bugging, dog. Maybe it was a little too maybe I was just paying attention too too hard. Maybe just a nineties thing. Like he had the picture. Remember when he got uh when he got Holly Berry's picture in the yeah. uh, in the in the restaurant? Yeah. Like he he pulled it out and he was looking at it. He like kind of like rubbed her face on the picture. Yeah. It creeped me. It creeped me out. I'm like, oh, man, you ain't real. So you don't be. Can't on, even know this woman. Like, so you never saw a chick on Instagram and lick the pit the phone when <laughs> not I picked. Oh, uh, okay, maybe that's just me. I seen an Instagram model one day. She was dark and chocolate, like I like it. I said, "Damn." I lit the phone. I said, "Shit, I ain't gonna tell nobody." You know, how many, you know how much? How many germs? Nah, but uh, I know, I know. Man, I, know I was like, yeah, I'm like, are they trying to make him creepy, or is this just like a, you know, they're just trying to show that he 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 thought. No, she was man, cute. but I think, but no, I, I mean, I think it was important for them to show his admiration for her beauty because then it kind of just showed the lengths that he was willing to go through. Because he was very irresponsible. Her. He was super yeah. irresponsible. He was going out to the club. He had a big-ass presentation to something to do the next day. Yeah, man. Like, he was in that in the, in the office, knocked, knocked out. out. This lady came in there. Sir? He was like, what damn it? But you got to think what he was dealing with, and then he me because Deidre, left, right, left, full, hump, right, hump, like yeah, she a little to the left, a little to the right. I I couldn't do it. Well, I'm, no, 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 no. Let's not do it like that. Yeah. Like, why are you? Why stop talking? Shut up. You see that first night when they when they locked down the club, he went for look, dog. Chicks love when you go for the walk on the lake because when you go for the walk on the lake, them that like Bobby said, that ham is cooked, glazed, and ready to be sliced. So like, so you must have been lit back when you was uh staying in Hyde Park. Chill, dog. Chill. This ain't that. This ain't that, man. This ain't that. Hey, man. Moving along. Moving along. <laughs> no, man. Hey, man. The let's go for a walk on a lake, man. That's a slam dunked into the buns. Yeah, well, I ain't had no lakes out there in the hundred, so yeah. You was walking Rough through the alley. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You tell a chick. You that Rainbow yeah. Beach on eighty seventh, I think. Man, niggas used to be getting killed up there. Yeah, they used to have, I think, uh, like they used to have like needles and all kind of shit in the sand. It was, it wasn't a good place. It seems like you're ready. Oh, I could have sworn you were ready to go all the way, I, all the way. Amazing segue, my man. So. I didn't know that. Is it so? Do we figure out if it was a thing? Why are all these R. Kelly albums, like all these November albums? What's going on? Yeah, I think that was his thing. That's who Drake be. That's why he's trying to do his shit in October. Because R. Kelly used to be doing his joints in November. Nobody is my playground. Yeah. Let me lick you up and down. We gotta really, we gotta have a real conversation about R. Kelly. Not only the, the music, but his just his status within the culture with everything that's going on. And I'm going to tell you, man, because we had this discussion when we be having our R&B events and we don't play R. Kelly at our events. But I tell you this, if we do one in Chicago, we could play R. Kelly, dog. And ain't nobody going to have no issue with that. Nobody's going to have an issue with that. Like R. Kelly is king here. And we just talking about strictly the music. I know some people can't separate, and I res- we got to respect that. But again, sure. 
Listen, I don't I've been, know, bro. I've been on the record saying like, nah, you can't play the you can't play the record. You can't yeah. have the music on at the party. You can't like he can't be part of your verses. But if we're talking about his body of music, if there's some way to separate the person from the music, I don't think that. I don't think nobody's touching them. I don't think that anybody thinks that. I think that no. everybody's mad more so because Nas his catalog is taboo. And it's yeah, how are you gonna have a kickback without playing an R. Kelly song? TP2, 12 play, and R. No, no, you cannot skip born into the 90s, dog, with honey love. Hey, Mr. Did that come out this month too? I'm just talking um, about the albums that came oh, out. Oh, I thought you were talking about that came out this month. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking talk- about the anniversaries. I think it's R, uh, TP2, and 12 Play. 12 Play, yeah. That came out this month, like this past week. And so that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just off of those three albums, TP2.com, I, I feel like you could almost play any song off of that album if yeah. it was allowable. Yeah, I mean, you, you, man, this is such a tough conversation to have. Hey, man, I'm, but I'm telling you though, man, I, I think the, I don't listen to the R. Kelly police, I'm gonna call these people the R. Kelly police, they not as prominent as we think they are because the shade room posted, um, a couple days ago, maybe it's like three or four days ago, what somebody had tweeted, what, artist is quote-unquote canceled that you still listen to and i went through them comments they over, over fifteen thousand comments and all a lot of them people are kelly r kelly r kelly and then you got the r kelly police coming in there but i'm just saying niggas think, be listening to r kelly dog i don't I, it is what it is no and i don't i think that r kelly is his music at least I know so many people that will unabashedly be like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but yeah. 12 play still rocks. Like, I mean, it's certain people because they've grown up with this music and he has so many songs. Like I'm, they, so I, think they played, uh, I believe I could fly at, at, um, graduations, yeah, at graduations. Like this yeah. man is like a part of society. You know what I mean? I mean, at least his music is not, maybe not him. That's my argument. Right. My first, some of my first introduction into R&B music was R. Kelly. You know, my mom's, when she moved to Mississippi, one of the first albums that she had in the crib was born into the 90s. And my argument is, no, I can't stop listening to that because it's a part of my childhood. You know, it's a relationship that kind of, that that was forged between me and my mom's when it come to music. So am I supposed to just toss away my childhood because of some allegations and this was before the allegations was going on like we're talking about 92 before all of that stuff i you know before any even before the tape quote-unquote came out i think but yeah man like that was that was you know i i i just i can't put it away and most of the songs that i listen to is songs off of the born of the 90s album you know she's got that vibe honey love hey mr dj you know, like them songs. So I was, I was just thinking that I think that even the fact that that's one of the albums that you mentioned mm-hmm. is a sign that the music is connected to a place. Because I think that if you ask most people who have heard his music or who are fans of his catalog, yeah, I don't even think that that would be the first album that. Oh no, no. Heck no, I'm, no. And I'm, so I'm just saying yeah. that, that just tells you because I remember that Chocolate oh, Factory cool. is probably one of my favorite albums at the time, and it's because yeah. of what I was going through at the time. Like there's songs on Chocolate Factory that I can probably the song with Mister Mister Biggs. I think he has a song with Mister Biggs on Chocolate Factory, yeah. and like I still remember what I was doing at that time. You know what I mean? So it can yeah. I kind of relate the music back to that. So that's why I'm like it doesn't necessarily have to do with the person. Yeah. has to do with what type of feelings that music generates in you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. And you got to realize, man, like R. Kelly, man, he produced, he wrote. I'm looking at this right now. Like he arranged, composed, engineered, mixed, performed, 
vocal. Like he did everything. And that nigga can't oh, read. Man, you don't, man. When you, you he was when you a genius of certain stuff, it don't matter. He yeah. ain't need to know how to read to get that shit off. Gee, like, just say you ain't like, like the joke. Don't try to take it all seriously. Just oh, say you bad. ain't like the joke, bro. Nah, the, joke was, the, the, the joke was trash. But I'm just 12. So, yeah, 12 play your bodies, bump and grind. It seems like you're ready. Sex me part one and two. Sweet Sadie, don't you know I'm, man, freak that body, man. This nigga was, this dog, Gee. man, this shit was. Like, ain't no way it's, nobody on no verses could, like, it was, it's no way. It ain't no way. Nope. And nope, 20 nope, songs nope. ain't enough. Nope, 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 nope. Like, he, could, he, do, could, probably, he could probably do two or three verses. He could verses himself. Yeah. From, like, decades. He could do a 90s You know who could probably, you know what you have to do? You have to put him up against New Edition and let they do, let do their own individual songs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the only person or the only people that can compete with him. And that's just because it's a group of them. Because I think one on one, I think he just has too many songs. And then because when you talk about when you talk about the verses, they're not just talking about the songs that you perform. They also talk yeah. the songs you Bro. wrote, the songs you were featured on, on the songs like we man. Like he could do a verses where it's just the songs that he wrote and produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to tell the streets. You know, you can judge me all you want, but if you hear this '90s R&B playlist, you gonna hear that. Hey, Mister DJ, why really don't you slow this one? <laughs> you gonna hear that, dog? Yeah, and I really, I don't think that people are connecting the music to his actions. Basically, that's what I was trying to say before. No, that they're I not think they, yes, the no, I think they are connecting the music to the actions. I'm talking about the people that like oh, him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that oh, yeah. Like him. No, nah, man, I, you know, I when I listen to it, I listen to it and I put myself in his shoes and I picture myself singing this, these lyrics to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm not listening to it thinking like, who is he talking to? Well, who is he talking about? No, when I say your bodies, call, I'm thinking about my girl, the person that I'm knocking boots with. Her body is calling for me. I can hear your body crawl. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. And I feel like that's it's so weird because I remember it's this it's similar to like what happened to Tevin Campbell. Remember Tevin Campbell had that, you know, yeah, coming out situation, yeah, and it was like. So now you can't listen to his music. I'm like, exactly. What are you, what are you like, let's about? think like, about all, you know, the, the, the people that, you know, have has a different sexual preference than we do. If the music is fire, I'm not thinking about if you sing it to another woman or you sing it to another guy. I'm singing this because it's making me feel like whoever I want to sing it to. That's what it's cause, about. Because, listen, remember, they was talking shit about my man and. First of all, this is this is my guy. My my daddy put me up on him. Pause. Oh, Luther. Oh yeah. And and how he ain't never mentioned no whatever, but they ain't never stopped nobody from singing his songs though. No, you know they try to say the same thing about Johnny Gill. Like he was getting it popping with Eddie Murphy. You think I ain't gonna stop? You think I'm gonna stop looking at Eddie Murphy movies? You think I'm gonna, like, gonna listen to there you go, there you go in my bed come on man making i ain't thinking if he talking about making love to a man do your thing i don't care <laughs> i'm talking about when i hear it and i'm singing i know who i'm singing to exactly. so I ain't trying that's, to and that's really all that matters yeah oh man, i mean and right now i feel like he he paying his penance to society or whatever yeah, like, he paying his to society, man i mean he he in jail i mean I like I mean, okay, so what he did was messed up, but I'm not finna. This is just his music. I, I don't. I mean, I guess. I yeah. Again, I mean, I, I feel like this. If you don't like it, cool. Like you should, but I don't think you because you have your reasons why you don't like it. But you shouldn't condemn me for liking it for the reasons that I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like I have my reasons to to like his music and listen to it. Like I said, it's a major part of my life. And it's a soundtrack to my life. And again, I don't care who he talking to and about. Like when I listen to it, that's not what I hear. I hear me singing that to a honey. That's what I hear. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I and like I don't listen to the music, but it's like I understand I can understand how somebody can listen to the music and not feel a way about the music. So let me get let me let me hit you with this though. So if we at a party and Kells come on, you're not gonna start singing. Keep it a buck, man. I can't sing. I wouldn't be singing no way. You know what I mean, man. I mean, in my head, I might do a little. I might, I might do a little. Come little on, rock if you hit that, you know do, 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 do. <laughs> this is my song for real. Come on, dog. You, I, I might be out there in the middle of things stepping. I don't know. Who knows? You can't tell. Stepping in the name of love, dog. Come on, like it is. Come on, your booty. Come on. I don't know. That was. I don't. That used to be a bop. Yeah, man. Feeling on your booty, your booty, your booty. He had to start laughing because that boy played too much. Like, even in the video, he had Lil Kim in there. Feeling on her booty. Yeah, I'm feeling on my booty. Nelly was in the video. Fat Joe. Like, the video was lit. Boo. Booty. I gotta go back and check. That's yeah, crazy. Yo, boo, hoo, hoo, uh, you good? You good? Having a good time? Huh? Nah, sure. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but nah. Um. So I don't know. Any any conclusion? What is? So you you say that it's colder, colder, colder. Listen, yeah. You just ain't rocking with him, yeah. Or what he did? Nah, man. Like nah. Like I, I all of that. He in jail. He he where he deserved to be. But that music is out here. Where it deserves, but what if now? Okay, so listen, so listen to this, and I know we gotta, but what if he, what if he put out something now? Are we, are we, are we rocking it? Uh, like, let's just say, uh, it, let's say it was a bop, though. Like, you know what I mean? Hit, man. I look, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I probably would listen to it because if it's a hit and it's a bop, I'm yearning for some good ass R and B music, obviously. And if you look, man, if I'm a former crackhead and you deal that with some crack and I'm famous for it, hey man, hit me, hit me, baby, uh, one more time. See, I think, I think, I think you might be in your. I'm, I think you might be on your own end because if that's the case, then that goes against what I was just saying because that don't have nothing to do with it taking you back to a place that you've been before because you ain't never heard I that. I also shit. said at the same time, when I hear the lyrics, I, I hear it as if I'm singing it. If I'm oh, singing see, it to thing, somebody, that's, that's all. You're just trying to listen. You're just trying to listen to some music. What yeah. I'm saying is I think that see, and I, and me, I would draw the line there. I would say, if you listening to some old stuff for nostalgia reasons, because it takes you back to a place and makes you feel a certain way. Like that's cool. All right, Kelly, come out with some shit right now. I just don't feel like you can jack it. Like I don't feel like you could. I don't feel like that shit fly, my man. If you that, can't do nothing about what he got already, but that nah. shit is hidden and it's some making love music. Count me in. Look, I ain't gonna play it. Around. Look, I'm gonna tell you this, man. The, the women, if they hear the music and it make them feel good, they gonna listen to it. I ain't with the R. Kelly police, though. You know, I ain't, I, I ain't with that man. R. Kelly police just as bad. <laughs> what? Nothing, no, nothing, nothing. Oh, okay, nothing. Because I niggas ain't about to be on my back. I, I, we already had to delete a podcast because I said some wild shit. It might have got misinterpreted. So I ain't on that, man. I'm gonna be careful what I say. But if they come out and it's a bop, and Man, look, I want some good R&B. I can't help it. I can't help it. If Tory came out with a Bob, you listening to it? Who? Tory. Who is Tory? Only Tory. Oh, okay. Yeah, All exactly. Right. All right. And I only know but that's Tory. What I'm I know saying. Tory spelling. I don't know no other Tory. Because <laughs> I never, right. if you talking about Tory Lanez, I never liked his music. I never liked, I don't like none of his songs. All that auto-tune came off and do it. I can't listen to no auto tune. That shit trash, dog. Everybody wanna get me to myself. Everybody gotta get me. You, but on that note, I feel like um, just get up out of here. This is my podcast for real, no doubt. As I walk you through the dance floor, we begin to dance slow.
and living closer. All around me, I'm feeling your booty, booty, your booty, your booty. I'll let y'all next time. Your booty. booty. (laughs) All right, y'all, we out.